to Mastering Retention, presented by UserWise. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to today's episode of the Mastering Retention Podcast. We're really delighted to have Alok Kumar with us today. Um, we'll be talking about one of my favorite subjects in the entire world, which is psychology, um, and especially in how it relates to uh, game design and player motivations. Um, I think it's going to be a really awesome session today. I think uh, there's a lot of learnings and, you know, anyone that's looking to improve their game design skills should definitely, you know, dig into this as well as uh, deeper learnings. I encourage everyone to always be uh, attempting to learn uh, psychology more and how that relates to players. So before we do dive into things, uh, Alok, I love to ask, you know, what's your story? How'd you get here? How'd you get into games? Uh, very first thing, thank you so much for having me. Nice to have a chat about this particular topic, which is also very close to my heart, that psychology and uh, uh, primarily psychology in gaming is kind of very deep uh, that I would love to talk about. Yeah, but yeah, coming back to my story, uh, how did I game, came to this gaming world? Uh, I'll say this was not uh, very planned or uh, detailed, discussed, and uh, something in my vision that I have to go to a gaming industry. It was somehow accidental, but somehow I started enjoying this field and I uh, well-versed in this particular part because I started loving this part. So um, around uh, 16 years down the line, around 2004 or five, when I was kind of done with my um, design education, uh, I was also a very enthusiastic individual who wanted to do all the stuff because I'd learned all the stuff in uh, design I wanted to utilize in my next project. And uh, I was in search of a job where I could utilize, I could, I have learned 2D, 3D, graphic design, art. I wanted to use all this stuff in something. And I landed up to a gaming company called Micromed Group. It was around 2005. And uh, this was a pretty small organization where just three, four people were sitting and working on a few games. And I joined that very enthusiastic team where I had to develop games for casino. I was pretty new in gaming. I was new in card games. I had never played card games. I had never been to casino that time. And then it was a new thing for me completely. So I had to, in fact, learn all those casino games first. And uh, I kind of uh, started learning and then evaluating working on those games. But the, but the wonder was, uh, that was the place where I could explore all the software, all the learnings what I had done. So there only I used to design the game in suppose Photoshop graphics, I did my 2D, and even like, uh, if you talk, talk about blackjack or baccarat tables, I used to design those tables in 3ds Max as well. So I did 2D animation, 3D animations, um, even the games were done in Flash that time because those games were done for a browser, browser based game, those were used to be. So it was not for PC, it was not for console, or and not mobile was not there at all that time. It was not that famous that people will download such a huge, huge game. So, uh, that time, even my Flash used to be not Adobe, it used to be Micromedia, I guess. And uh, I used to uh, do the animation and all on those games, uh, those softwares, and it was pretty interesting. And in fact, it made me so excited that in around two years we made around 21 games of casino that was pretty incredible wow. for me and just two three people game two three people came yeah. who worked on those things but i was more into exploring more about design what else in design like okay in two years i did a lot of stuff in gaming and all i wanted to know what else in design so i kind of left gaming world after a couple of years and wanted to explore more what else i can do via design so i started exploring more into like what in web what in mobile what else in design I can do. So I started exploring. I worked on multiple B2B, B2C companies, few startups, few MNCs where I did 
uh, learned about graphic design, web design, and in fact, mobile design and mobile app because that was pretty new and mm. exciting for people who are new in the career. So I learned a lot about mobile apps and all that landed up me to uh, UX and I started understanding and learning what UX and that kind of changed my perspective, changed my uh, line, I would say. I started deep diving about user experience part and uh, then I did my um, one certification from Human Factors Inter International in around 2005 and that was a time when I kind of started deep diving about user experience and I realized that the base of user experience is psychology. And uh, then I started deep diving and learning more about psychology. And then with that interest, I did my master's in psychology as well, just because I wanted to have that basic knowledge of uh, how human things, how personality works, how user motivation works. So that was a time that gave me a lot insight and uh, learning about psychology. And I started using that psychology part in gaming, um, my all the apps or all the softwares, all the web, web, what I was doing. And then a couple of years back, I landed up to a gaming company now back, which is Moonfrog Labs, where I'm working right now. I'm director UX there in a gaming company called Moonfrog Labs, which is based out of Bangalore in India, where I am again landed up to uh, card gaming. So somehow yeah. I'm back to card gaming. And but <laughs> these card games are different. This is deep old casino games are a bit different, like Rummy Poker I'm doing. But yeah, from day one, I somehow landed up to gaming apps, gaming uh, of cards only. So here, primarily doing card games and few board games as well, like Ludo is very famous in Indian all over the world as well. So that is also one of our game, Ludo Club. So uh, here, uh, primarily, I am into uh, taking care of how complete gaming design thing works. So complete design thinking process of uh, gaming where you even meet the player, interact, do the research, do all kind of uh, understanding from the player, doing those flow, making those art, animation, and till uh, like production level. So I and my team have been involved into these, all this stuff. So that has been my uh, journey, pretty, pretty uh, <laughs> uh, detailed, I think I went. But yeah, that was all about how from starting from gaming to non-gaming to coming back to gaming and now full detail into user experience, player experience, psychology, gaming, how these things are helping me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all for myself. That's, that's really yeah. cool. Do you think that having that kind of stint outside of gaming and then coming back to gaming, like, has that actually helped you? Because most people, I feel like once you get into gaming, you kind of stay there, but... Exactly, exactly, yes. In fact, yes, I have met a lot of people who have been in gaming and uh, the moment they enter, they did not come out. But for me, for me, what I felt like is more than gaming, it was more than, uh, it was about design, design. It's, uh, mm -hmm. So it's design of gaming, design of something else and design of coming back to gaming and then user experience, player experience. For me, my user is sometimes user, user is player. So core, there's one user or player whom I'm going to focus on and working on a product. That product could be a e-commerce website or app. That product could be a game. Of course, the mindset and motivation is different, but yes, the world is moving towards working for gaming nowadays, making their product gamify as well. That has become a, I mean, all of the uh, trend. But for me, yes, going there, coming back helped me a lot because it gave me a good perspective how gaming sector is going. Should I come back? Will it give me how it has emerged versus when I was working in the game Flash, now working on Unity and other stuff. I mean, it has changed the perspective completely. A lot of technology has changed. People are working on AR, VR, a lot of stuff. So yeah, it's pretty exciting and pretty interesting for me to know this from inside and outside both. Yeah. I think in some ways, like I've talked to some people that have done the, you know, gaming for a while and they go out and then they realize that gaming is really where they want to be. They get it like the solidified vision of like, oh yeah, I want to get back into gaming. Um, yeah. So, so really cool. 
Well, switching gears to think a little bit about psychology now, uh, before we do that, when I say psychology, like, what does that actually mean to you? Like, if you had to define it, like, how would you approach psychology or think about it? When someone talk about psychology, uh, primarily when I talk in India, when you talk to someone and someone understand, okay, you have done master's in psychology, you know psychology. So, okay, can you tell me what I'm thinking right now? Hey, dude, this is not psychology. <laughs> so this is happening a lot with a lot of people in India like people thinks when you read psychology you know deep understanding of psychology means you can read someone's mind that's not correct and that's not the reality that you can read someone's mind but yes what psychology does psychology gives you a deep understanding of how a human human thinks how they behave and certain uh, conditions so you take certain decisions or you react in certain manner when you are like uh, you are very happy or when you have having a lot of anxiety how do you stress out your anxiety how does your how do you cope with your anxiety how do you handle with your happiness how do you enjoy your joy part and those all stuff that is more about psychology that is something a person can understand more and that is i would say that is the deep understanding of psychology that will that will tell you about how personality things and in fact how many kind of personalities are there so there are, i mean sigmund freud is like freud is the com- person behind this i mean all the personality thing he has been coming up with a lot of theories behind how a human mindset thinks there are a lot of theories about cognitive psychology and also you need to deep dive and understand the basics but it's not that you can read it's not uh, something else So that's my take about psychology that yeah I would love to understand the personality how they behave at behave at certain conditions certain behavior and if you know if you understand that maybe in depth before they are going to behave like that that is going to help you in certain manner to design your stuff or maybe to handle with that person even you leave about this gaming leave about any product even if i'm talking to you if i understand uh, if you're so angry how you're going to behave and if you're angry how how should i handle you or how should i should i also be angry or should i be uh, talking to you in as a counselor or in can understand what exactly is going inside you so that you are very angry so that is something that uh, uh, psychology helps me and uh, yeah uh, if i go about in personal manner sorry i'm going deep here uh, if i no, go in personal correct. manner i have a kid i i do i do observe my kid as well like uh, how he is <laughs> behaving why is he very excited today why he is so uh, uh, having full of anxiety he is not happy he is not or he is very uh, he is very hyper today sometimes so i need to observe and understand and that helps me understand the um, user uh, your user could be a, a kid as well like in gaming what i put clearly feel like kids are playing a lot of game you need to actually understand the child psychology as well you really need to know how child think about a game how they are going to react because they might not read the words suppose you have a button they might not read they might not know the spelling of go or they might not know the spelling of play p l a y they might not know but maybe still they can figure it out that's a primary call to action something is happening in their mind that's why they are able to understand that's my primary call to action I have to tap on that so you need to understand that mindset as well and uh, i do observe a lot my kid other kid other human beings and that helps me a lot to grow and understand this part no i i'm always fascinated just by like how much like state of mind or or design can actually you know react to things like i remember one time i was uh talking to somebody at a company i think this was even outside of gaming and they were just like bemoaning the fact that they had all these uh cheaters and and poor quality answers for like a survey that they'd run um I, like i looked at the survey and uh, there was like i don't 
50 like open-ended questions and all these like great. I was like, dude, you know, by the end of this survey, I would be, you know, just like going crazy. I was like, this is not on them at all. This is on you. Like if you design a user experience that encourages users towards doing something or like getting anger or whatnot, like, of course you're going to like have people do that. Like if you give people opportunities to kind of cheat the system a little bit, like even the best people, like if they can do it and not get caught are going to like have proclivities to doing that and stuff. And so like, it's really on you on how you actually design the experiences, you know, and you can do that in certain ways to craft certain emotions or get them into certain states and things like that. But, you know, everything comes back to you. And I would say more often than not, the things that you're doing aren't by design and they should be. So super interesting to think through. Um, but what, focusing in on game. Like, I mean, yeah, it's responsibility on designer's shoulder that uh, you are going to talk to a player, you talk to a user who is having, who are going to deal with your product. You need to handle them very carefully. You need to make them not very, uh, they're very fragile in terms of nature. You can't play with their emotions. You can't play with, or you can't give them uh, such a big task without a reward or maybe reward might look small compared to what uh, hard work they are going to uh, invest and how much time they're going to invest. You need to find a balance between that. Then only the person will do the justice to your product. Otherwise, you might fail or that might that person might not be taking interest at all in your product. So a lot of responsibility, you need to understand what exactly you're doing and who exactly is your user or player and uh, what exactly you need from them. Yeah, it, you know, I was uh, playing, I think it was like Vermintide 2 with some of my buddies last night. And uh, I don't know if this was by design or if it was not, but like we kept trying to beat this level where there's like this really big dude. And like, if he hits you, he like knocks you back. But like you encounter him where there's like these cliffs all around. And if he knocks you and you fly off the cliff, like you're dead. And so I don't know, we, we lost like several times in a row because like once somebody on your team is knocked off the cliff, you're, you're pretty much doomed. And uh, yeah, like it wasn't really frustrating per se but by the end of like losing a couple times we were just kind of drained and done with the game um and so you know now that we're talking about this like i'm wondering like was that just anecdotal like was that designed to just be like a really challenging fight like i think if it's designed to be that way then that's okay but i don't think we are getting particularly good rewards or anything out of this compared to any other level or something like that so you know this added level of challenge was more just like a frustration that left us oh, let's go play something else. Like I'm kind of over this game versus, you know, if it's designed to be a big challenge and players know ahead of time that this is going to be a really tough challenge. But if you overcome it, we're going to give you this, you know, amazing item, you know, worth the challenge. And if you do overcome it, you've got all the the glory and the rewards and, and the pride of, of doing that um, coming out of it. So yeah, I think a lot of it is, you know, what you do has an impact on the players. That reminds me of one theory of psychology that uh, Skinner's theory was there about uh, that was about Skinner's operant conditioner theory, theory where they did some research on mouse and cheese. And that was more about how much is the reward versus how much uh, of effort you are expecting from players. So, I mean, if you remember that theory is more about there was cheese kept somewhere and a rat or mouse has to eat that cheese. And while going there, you have to pass some area where there's a current and the intensity of current is very low. And the same is the cheese. The size of cheese is very small. So mouse kept trying going and then they realized, oh, there's a current. He did not think of going because maybe the size of cheese was not 
optimum for him for that much of current but the moment skinner kept increasing the size of that cheese that mouse kept trying to go ahead and eat that cheese and there was a time when cheese was such a big in amount the mouse actually crossed that area he kind of gone through that complete current he took all those current to reach that area and eat that cheese so that is something gives an understanding how a player is going to behave uh, with your reward system how big is the reward versus how much you are expecting in terms of uh, effort from them and if that is balanced properly of course your player is going to enjoy if that's not balanced properly either the player will feel that he is not being challenged enough or he might not be interested feeling that i can't do this much of effort for this small piece of cheese so i kept thinking that there are a lot of theories that kind of connect to a lot of things in games so it's just a, you need to use them very properly and you just need to have a basic knowledge of that uh, all those theories because whatever technology you're using you have been from a pc to console to mobile maybe in future in arcade and stadia but the basics has to be there players are going to be the same that personality has to be there so if you understand the basics of that motivation part that reward system part that is going to help you in each and everywhere in whatever game you work on because this is how the human mindset has to work otherwise if you are doing some conditioning in player's mind in different manner if you have done some conditioning you have changed his mindset completely that's a different matter at all but yeah this is the basics where you need to really balance that reward and effort part i love it so uh taking a step back uh, just at a high level how would you say that psychology helps in game design so yeah i kind of uh, try and cover a little bit with this uh, example of cheese and mouse story but yeah if you talk about how psychology helps in gaming there are multiple um i would say theories that have been given by a lot of psychologists i can take any example like uh, skinner's theory of uh, there were partial reinforcement fate theory or there was pavlov uh, dog saliva theory uh, if you remember that pavlov theory of uh, dog and saliva what happens he actually did some conditioning of his uh, dog so he used to ring a bell and then he used to give something to eat to this dog so it, he kept doing this stuff multiple times and then he realized that the in future whenever he just used to ring the bell the uh, the dog used to have a saliva in his mouth because he's expecting that now i'm going to get something to eat so what exactly you did you did some conditioning to the dog i'm just taking an example because most of the uh, theories are based with uh, and, and all those examples have been uh, experiments has been done with the animals few with dog um, like mouse and others mouse story says how do you handle reward system with uh, effort uh, this pavlov dog and saliva theory says you like how how do you uh, make sure or how do you condition your players suppose you want to you want your player to play the game every day and if you give them daily reward mm-hmm. then they will come to your game and collect your daily reward so what exactly you did you conditioned your player to come to your game and collect daily reward and play some game so there could be a case in future he is not willing to play today but he might come back and just collect the daily daily reward and go back but he'll not play he might play tomorrow and day after but he'll come back to just collect your daily reward he'll just come back to collect some chest that you have shown that in progression you will give this chest today tomorrow this and after this so he'll just come to collect those rewards so that he can play so what you did actually you have done a conditioning over there over the, or to the player that hey these things are available here you must be coming here collecting and then it will help you play uh things you can play with uh, uh 
players personality or you can use these small small theories to apply these things in the gaming that is somehow i'm sure going to help uh, you design the game and this is not about just colors this is not about just how you're designing there's a lot of psychology behind this how these psychology theories has come to this there's nothing baseless and all these theories if you deep dive and understand you'll find that when you use that in your game you'll find success you just need mm. to deep dive and understand your player you need to meet your player a lot So uh, one thing you said uh, a little bit earlier that I think is probably on a lot of people's minds, uh, which is how do I motivate players to play more um, and kind of this idea of like intrinsic versus extrinsic motivations, like what are those? When would you use like an intrinsic versus an extrinsic or how would you blend that in to, you know, create the, the best sort of gaming experience and ultimately have players that are playing more each day and coming back more often? you know from day to day kind of a thing very first thing both are equally important it's not that intrinsic intrinsic might look like very important extrinsic might not but yeah both are equally important and as a game designer or as a gamer you should be using both at a very right optimum level of balancing you should be doing and you should be knowing how much of what you should be using so extrinsic looks like very easy one people have been using very often giving some reward system giving some daily reward giving some extra reward giving some quest you complete this you get this those kind of stuff that is that looks like more of marketing material that a lot of people have been doing to excite your player motivate and ask them to play more if you play these many games you get these these stuff so those looks like very uh, obvious i don't i'm not going to i mean talk more about that extrinsic part that looks like very clear cut thing uh, i'll talk about a bit more in terms of intrinsic when we talk about intrinsic why what exactly is that intrinsic motivation intrinsic means something that i want to do myself right now if you are my player how do i know that what, what you want to do i mean i'm not inside you i cannot know what exactly you are thinking so how do i know what exactly you are thinking and how do i help you think or how do i give you something that you want so again i'll go to some basic uh, one of the very basic psychology theory that was given by maslow and it was a maslow's hierarchical theory of needs that is very known to everyone there are few needs that every human being has and that is like something very basic that you will have for sure so those were like first was physiological needs something like you need food you need clothes you need home those are like very basic needs second are like safety needs you want to be safe that you should not be suffering from something or something there's no safety concern that then third is like more of love and belongings more of social needs relationships and all then fourth says about uh, that esteem self esteem and recognition And then the fifth is about self-actualization. So I'll not talk about the first and second, which is physiological and safety, which is something that is very basic. That is something they will need. But if I talk about the third one, which is more of love and belonging side and social needs or relationships need, this is your basic need of a human being. And this is not, this is not going to change person to person. This is a basic need of every human being. So if your game is going to provide something that is going to give me some love, belongingness, or some social connect to my people or somebody, then this is something I actually need it. And if you're giving me something like that, that is going to help me a lot. So you need to understand what exactly is there. So just for example, like people are working nowadays and there they are a lot of people alone because people have become more into that neutral families, less of friends, busy in their works and all. So they want to come to your game because they want to have a social life within your game. 
they might have outside the p outside uh, uh, outside the mobile or games but maybe that is not enough or maybe he was not getting uh, that part very well there so he's coming to your game so you need to really find out what to give them so just for example maybe um, take an example people are coming to play your game and if you give them an option of suppose voice chat with the players they can talk and play so again it adds a social angle to that that's my need that's my third need love belonging socialization that is my basic need if you give me that i'll kind of enjoy i'll be loving to talk to player and and i think that has been a success of few games we can think of few games like maybe um, clan game royal class pubg or maybe few other games where they have added such feature to make it more social and what happens in royal class class of clans and all you actually die for a clan right you you are willing to do anything to make your clan very successful that is your goal and that is not one person goal that is a goal of that complete clan that's how you made that 20 100 friends now you're dying to talk to them and make you there's a common goal for this player you work for that so these are kind of stuff one of the example i could think of suppose this game um can Because so very success, successful games, people have been playing this game. But this game is a very uh, single person game. I play with myself. I'm playing against a bot or something. But I just uh, saw one game uh, that came uh, pretty recently. I saw that game, Match uh, Matchmasters. That is, they have been uh, advertising a lot. What they did that you can play mm-hmm. with someone. You are kind of play, playing a uh, uh, Candy Crush with your friend. So there's a social angle added in that part. So earlier it was just. a game where i was solving the puzzle because i love to solve puzzle but i love to solve puzzle but if i can defeat my friend in solving puzzle that adds more value to my enjoyment system so that is something i would love hey i love playing i love solving but i can solve my puzzle better than you that gives an extra angle of mm. belongingness talking to my friend and adding more of social angle so these are few things few uh, even i can talk about the fourth part that is more of social esteem uh people are dying for recognition nowadays people are not getting enough recognition in society in office world or something uh there are a lot of people having a lot of frustration in terms of in office or working on something but you're not getting recognized in such a manner whatever you are i mean kind of effort you have put versus kind of recognition you have got is not equivalent so you want to come to a virtual world in gaming world where you want to get that self esteem you want to get that uh, recognition now think of a leaderboard in a leaderboard if i am at top 10 that itself gives me a lot of power and lot of energy to play that game a lot and to call 10 of my friends again refer them and call them in a game hey come and play because i can show you that i am better than you and these kind of things i have been getting in my games a lot so what do we do when we meet our players we deep dive a lot so normally when you ask you'll ask any of the player like uh, why do you play our game first answer you'll get sir time pass but you need to deep dive that time pass thing why time pass how time pass and what exactly this time pass and if this is time pass there are a lot of other medium of time pass right you might play other game you might go youtube you might go social media you might go and watch movie there a lot of ott mm-hmm. platforms are open you can do a lot of stuff but why game and why my game so when you deep dive you get a lot of deep answers and you, this is how you empathize with your player that me and my team does a lot with all our games we used to have a very deep connection with our uh, players in terms of talking to them on a very regular basis could be on whatsapp could be on facebook telegram or something we are regular connected as a friend kind of stuff so that we don't release even a single thing without showing to at least few of the players so that we are kind of pretty sure that whatever we are doing is uh, 
pretty uh, much um, uh, it's seen by all the players and it looks like pretty much verified with by the players that mm. hey, this is going to work for sure so i think for the intrinsic motivation the biggest thing is that you need to deep dive your player into empathize with your player you need to deeply having an understanding about your player that is going to help you a lot in terms of understanding about their motivation and if you know their motivation you can make them make them you can make an awesome thing and you know what exactly they're looking for and if you know what they're looking for then that is what is something you're going to offer Yeah, I think intrinsic motivations can be really powerful. And I think if you do it right, they actually can be monetized well. So Clash of Clans. So I, I played Clash for a long time and I played Clash Royale for a long time too. Uh, but thinking about Clash of Clans, I would say the main reason that I played that game for so long, well, e- even Clash Royale too, but uh, Clash of Clans, I played that game, not because, I mean, like I enjoyed the game, but I played it like daily and regularly because I was in the clan and I felt these like responsibilities of like, Well, I've got to get in. I've got to do my clan wars. I've got to, uh, you know, donate troops and things like that. And then uh, Clash of Clans actually uh, churned out their battle pass. And they basically monetized that intrinsic responsibility of like, well, before the battle pass, I have to take a look at what my clan members want for their troops. Then I have to make sure that I don't have my armies and I make the stuff for them. Then I have to come back in and donate to them. And hopefully in the time period between, I'm going to remember to come back and do that. And nobody else has donated those things because then I have troops that maybe I don't want. Um, but, you know, they're giving me the stuff that I want. So like, I feel this obligation to do, you know, do back and forth. And then in battle pass, they're like, oh, well, if you buy it, we're going to give you one gem donations. So you still are donating to your clans, but now it's just cheap and instant and you don't have to manage all this logging in and logging out and having leftover troops and stuff like that. So it just made your life so much easier. That is why I bought the battle pass. Like literally why I was like, well, okay, I don't have to deal with that. And I get all this extra kind of bonus stuff on top of that. But you know, even they're like top level players buy the pass because they want those one gem donations because it makes their lives that intrinsic social responsibility so much more powerful. So I, I love that. Um, cool. So let's just do uh, one more like topic and And then I have a final question here for you, but um, I want to talk just a little bit about the uh, reinforcement theories and kind of how that applies to game design. So in reinforcement, I think you were also talking about that, how motivation works, how uh, reward system, and also how do we monetize? And of course, this reinforcement is going to work a lot when you know your player deeply. So few examples like uh, how do you reinforce your player like uh, just for example uh, there's a quest you want your player to finish a quest or uh, a daily task or something you want them to finish so exactly you are launching one particular kind of quest or one particular kind of task that is going to be actually beneficial for your player but many player is not aware of that part i mean player is not going to explore your each and every feature you're launching every second day he might not be having a deep understanding so you need to give those parts a little bit and uh, upfront uh, give them a success path in step by step you can't ask them to complete this 12 step and then reach to this level maybe you can give them some part for free that that we say in this field reciprocation where it's something like it's like give and take relationship you cannot expect them just to give you so if there are 12 parts you need to give them something or some sorts for free maybe two sorts for free and then you expect them to achieve more so few examples even if you go out of gaming a lot of people does like this like uh, people tend to take an action when 
things are half done or 20% done or some percent of personally it's done versus if you want me to take an initiative to start something so if i give you something where something is already achieved uh 10% things is achieved then you feel like hey looks like 10% is done or 10% is achieved very easily so looks like it's very easy to get that 90% again so that is again going to be an enforcement that hey look something is done now do it but if i would have given even like 0% but i would have even said very clearly like look this is going to be very easy you'll achieve in just 10 minutes still maybe a lot of people might not even start so you need to understand and you need to play with the mindset here that people are tend to start things which is already in progress where i i think that already i have achieved something and lose that and maybe to achieve more i'll invest more of my time and effort but the moment i might not do few of parcel reinforcement you can work on your games that uh, you don't need to give offer in such a manner maybe few free things that might work so just for example maybe um suppose you launched a frame there's a profile of a player and there's a frame or maybe some apparel of the player you want to give them you want them to buy something and uh, uh, use that apparel to play the game or use that frame to play the game or send some gift to your friends now if you want them to buy that stuff and use that might be difficult because they might not be eager to try out new stuff but if you mm-hmm. give them at least one apparel for free and let them use let them use for a couple of weeks and then you say hey do you want more mm. yeah more there's a big list you can try out so what you are actually doing you are actually doing some classical conditioning of your player as well you are giving them some <laughs> habit and then you are reinforcing as well that look there are more to it it's not the end mm. so these are the things you can try out in the games and if a lot of games does that as well and that is going to be a big few successful stuff people have been using for a lot of uh, features and uh, yeah that's a good way to uh, reinforce your uh, players to achieve and guide them through your uh, any successful thing. Yeah, that's that's great. Cool. Well, one last quick question here, which I think you've already given some, but uh, you know, what's one tip or trick you've learned over the years to uh, increase retention? The very biggest and very basic thing that I've been doing more is like research, understanding of the player, more understanding about them. That works a lot. Um, that is one. Uh, for re uh, that retention part, we have been using a lot of more reward system. How do you give them a progressive reward that has been working a lot for us like uh, only uh, giving some reward which is not expected it might be big but maybe they might not be enjoying and they did not expect or they might not come back to enjoy because in gaming world of course d1 d7 works a lot people die for d1 and d7 they even take a decision of killing the game and surviving the game as per d1 and d7 retention so maybe you should target more on your d1 first then you go for d7 and maybe for d1 your progressive reward system works well you need to give them a reason to come back tomorrow the moment they come back tomorrow they'll play your game tomorrow you need to make your gaming uh, uh game um, i would say game scene needs to be very interesting gameplay has to be much more interest interesting and you'll get like kind of a two days here first day is coming and if you're giving a reason for them to come back tomorrow and uh, achieve so few things have we tried like not just giving maybe reward which is currency it could be non currency thing as well it could be some equipment it could be something else that is bought by gems or it's not that you don't need to give them coins or chips every time you may give them uh, something else like just for example i gave like yeah, maybe frame or maybe um, some apparel that will make them unique because everyone is not coming to make them rich they have a different motivation they want to look different they want to compete they want to showcase in the game that hey i am unique if you need to understand that part if you understand that that uniqueness if you can give to a different player that is something that can bring them back so 
retention is not just the numbers numbers thing that uh, you give them currency to play if they have currency to play they'll come back tomorrow no it doesn't work in that manner but if you give them reason to come back it could be some collectibles some non currency game non currency stuff that may bring them back tomorrow and there should be some social mechanism in your game that will uh, to add an example of i was working for a game for saudi arabia and we realized that the people in saudi arabia are not very open in terms of talking to a um, other uh gender people right it's very restrictive culture over there but if you are giving them an option to talk to a lady in the game they are going to die to come to your games to at least make new friends it could be uh, one of their motivation to come to the game so you really need to understand the motivation that will drive your retention it's not i mean there is no very clear cut formula that this is how it works if it would have been then everyone mm-hmm. might have been a successful games like royal class or class of clans and pubg and everything doesn't that way yeah. doesn't work that way but uh, if you understand the real motivation you give them a reason you fulfill their need then yes people will come second day and that will bring them bring your d1d2d7 everything well thank you so much look this has been really great um hopefully we'll maybe have you back sometime do a deep dive on on psychology as a group or something but uh really appreciate you taking the time today um if people do have any questions for you is there a good way to get in contact with you yeah so if you have any questions i'm always available on linkedin as cua alok you can find me as alok kumar also i'm a co-founder of a, a community called rethinking ux i'm very active over there as well we have a slack community as well slack group as well you can join the slack as well or we can uh, contact us via linkedin as well so you can find me everywhere primarily on linkedin slack where uh, if you have any question about gaming psychology user experience player experience i'm always happy to help and talk about that yeah that's great all right thank you so much thank you bye. thanks tom thank you bye bye